0: Hey, everyone. Hey, and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quay. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are new on this journey, we are taking every single Metallica song, we're putting them in alphabetical order, and we're reviewing, we're discussing, we're revisiting, you know, we're debating. Maybe we're doing a little bit of hating, I don't know, uh, on, on this song, perhaps, but, you know, we're, um... You- We're looking back, we're appreciating this incredible back catalogue of, in my opinion, obviously I'm going to say this because I'm doing a podcast about the fucking band, one of the greatest bands of all time who have, you know unbelievable uh, stable of tracks to go through, and uh, yeah, this has been a really fun journey so far, having all these guests on, going for all these songs, and I just want to say thank you, you know, if this is your first episode, this is indeed your 33rd, 34th, wherever we are now, god, we're creeping up in a year, that is uh, that is scary, so um, yeah, this is Alf Metallica, please follow the show at Pod on Twitter, get in touch with us, at MetallicaPod at gmail.com, uh, all these episodes need guests, and I've got a lot of guests lined up, I think I'm good till about... H or I or something around that so pretty much songs like iced honey invisible kid it's electric just a bullet away okay none of those are real real winning numbers there but you know we got we got like uh, what else we got we got leper messiah available and we got mama said and you know all that sort of stuff so yeah if you want to come on the show get in touch with me metallicapod at gmail.com i would love to have you on uh we got the patreon as well patreon.com forward slash alphabertallica if you're not aware of what patreon is it's basically um you know like a, like a kickstarter it's a way of basically giving back to the show if you enjoy the show and in return you get access to episodes uh you know weeks uh, often months uh, before they go out onto the main channel. So if you want to help support us there, leave us a review on iTunes as well. Comment, subscribe, tell a friend who knows about Metallica. And um, yeah, so you know we're going to get into today's song. And uh, you know, happy to be welcoming back a guest. Uh, we initially tackled Lars Ulrich on Who Wants a Millionaire. If you, if you haven't seen the episode, or indeed if you haven't seen Lars on Who Wants a Millionaire, it's an incredible uh, thing to wall away an afternoon watching. So uh, I did
1: it with Luke. How's it going, man? I'm oh, good. Thanks. Thanks for having me back, and this time to actually talk about music. Yeah, which is which is good.
0: Look, Regis is good. You know, Cisco, uh, Lifelines. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. We're, uh, we're. Can can you class Devil's Dance as music? I, I guess you can. I guess you can. I, I've sort of put my cards on the table a little bit here. Yeah. Um But before we get into this. I guess part of my problem to a certain extent with Devil's Dance Is it's kind of symptomatic of the Load Reload era Which, shock horror, I'm not too much of a fan of Like, what, what's your take, Luke, on, on these albums and this um, sort of sound?
1: I do enjoy Load as an album mo- I, I do think most of Load is is good mm. There are some some songs in it that I don't like Like, songs like Cure mm-hmm. But C- C- mo- See
0: previous Alpha Metallicas, yeah
1: yeah, the the majority of Load I do quite like, and mm-hmm. I think the Bleeding Me and the Outlaw Torn are two of my favorite Metallica songs. Right. Um, Reload not so much. It's kind of like more Load rejects. I mm-hmm. think there's like four or five songs that I kind of like on Reload, but none of them are like songs that I like a lot. What what are those tracks? Um, uh, I'd say Fuel, Memory Remains, Devil's Dance. Oh. Uh, Fixer and um also what's that slower one? Um Low Man's lyric? That's it, Low Man's okay, Lyric.
0: Okay,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. No no love for bad seed. I don't know this no. it's not the worst song on the album. Yeah. I know what
0: you but mean. But it's not one I like. Particularly... Mm-hmm. I'm just happy he didn't say better than you. Uh, we, oh, can, no. uh, we can continue continue the episode.
1: Or Carpe DM baby.
0: God, or Sliver. Man, baby. <laughs> sliver is so trash! Um, <laughs> so, we, you know, Devil's Dance. Uh, also, like listeners, Alpha Metallica listeners out there all around the world, I appreciate... You know, you've emailed me in. I know a lot of people like Load and Reload. And, you know, it's just... It's an opinion, you know. That's, that's all. We're talking about Metallica. We're having a bit of fun here. And the song begins... You know, quite cool. I actually quite like the the sort of heavy bass intro. This is yeah. something, you know, they've been trying a little bit before. I guess you could look at stuff like The God That Failed or, yeah. you know, more explicitly My Friend of Misery, um, yeah. which composition is very similar. And it's just quite a, an evocative, creepy, entrancing sort of mode, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I like the very start, the slide into the uh, bass intro. Mm. I quite liked Um are you saying uh, God That Failed and uh, My Friend of Misery? Because I was thinking of that when I was listening to it as well, mm. because there's not many sort of like Jason baselines that are really that iconic. No. I think this is one of them. Those two are also some, and the other one that I was thought of was King Nothing. Yeah. And that's sort of the only four that I could think of off the top of my head that are kind of like iconic Jason baselines. whereas Cliff's got lows, and like Rob's got quite a, a few as well. But yeah, I mean... I don't yeah. know what it is that um, he's a great guy and great bass player, but he doesn't. Jason never really had much sort of stuff you could pin on him and go, "Oh yeah, that's Jason."
0: No, no, and I guess to a certain extent it's an extension of that hazing, isn't it? Um, not that they didn't incorporate his ideas, and I think they wanted him to write more. Obviously, he wrote the Rift to Blackened, which is yeah. probably his greatest contribution there. Um, but yeah, these, you know, it's you can actually hear Jason, so so that's that's a welcome yeah. thing, and I think you know the song builds in this first minute and it has good parts and it has bad parts for me. I, I kind of like the sense of space that the band are playing mm. with. I like, I like the feedback. I like the ringing out. I'm quite a big fan of the now, now. Yeah. Like I do like that. I've got to say, I do really like that. It almost reminds me of some sort of satanic Western or something. Cause there's, there's something very uh, Morricone about mm. that. What I can't, get, I but, what I can't get behind is and there's a lot of this in Reload. The riffs are very layered, but there's but it's very watery. There's not really anything there. There's kind of absent chugging from James, and then there's Kirk just riding the note out as far as it will go, and it's never threatening any sort of like melodic conceit.
1: Yeah, I did. I was thinking um, that compared to the rest of Load and Reload, I did quite like what Kirk was doing on this song, mm. but that's not that's kind of nothing compared to. Like the first sort of four or five albums, because I think he kind of fizzled out after the Black Album, and he hasn't done anything that's like properly, like hits you. No, after that.
0: No, nothing that's really composed. Like arguably in like you know say I don't know Day That Never Comes. You know I think he has some nice moments in there, but yeah I think I think yeah. Bla- Black Album was definitely a high And I mean Kirk hmm. sort of. Soloing in this track I think that's the problem When you first hear this song And he's bending that note You're like okay It's just like an intro thing Whatever But it's like a motif That returns throughout him Just bending that thing I don't know yeah. why it's pissing me off so much But it's like It's <laughs> it's like you know When you're warming up on guitar And you just or, 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 like you, you put new strings on your guitar And you're stretching them So they don't go out of tune Because they're new mm. It's like he's just did that And then they put it on tape
1: Yeah I, I also um, I do quite like the riff in this But it, it I think it does come back A bit too much Mm. I think they do it, like, I think it's three times they come back to the same bit after yeah. a different bit. And like they could have, like, uh, something a li- even a little bit different would have been slightly refreshing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but, I, think, um, I think it's an intro
0: piece, that first minute works, climaxing in there. Now, now. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's very effective. But I agree what you're saying. Coming back to it as a money riff after verses, it just kind of robs, you know, any sort of momentum
1: yeah
0: and uh you know the song it, i mean sounds good i mean i think sonically you know load and reload yeah. sound excellent I, you know i think i think they sound very clean very interesting um you know uh, but it kind of carries on and i think lyrically james is not challenging himself at all i feel you to feel those things you do um, yeah. Is a kind of Spice Girls opening couplet. Uh, really, it, it didn't. It didn't really uh, stick with me too much. I do quite like Snake. I am the Snake. Like he has quite yeah. a rasp when he does that.
1: I was. I was. I, I like it when he says like one word and then pauses and then says like a, a phrase. Mm-hmm. Like Snake. I am the Snake. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other times he does it as well. I yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think yeah. I think I think vocally his voice uh, sounds really it, yeah. good.
1: It is, yeah. On, um, I do think that uh, he kind of found his voice as a, like a, a singer, singer, as opposed to just like a, a vocalist of a metal band, like kind of like Black Album era. And now he's like got one of those like voices that is that is just good, rather than good for metal.
0: Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah 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 I think if he was to do i mean obviously he's expanded to different genres like country, but if he was to do if James was to do a solo record, I think James could do a good swing album you know i i wouldn't mind hearing him trying those sort of elements in there, but yeah, he has just a down and out great rock and roll voice now, doesn't he yeah you know' um... also
1: he's his voice now like as in right now is great compared to like most bands that came out of the same era as well mm. which mm. is um is good
0: yeah yeah i can't imagine the stress that bands of that era put their vocal cords through. i mean poor old yeah, dave, dave Must- mustaine i mean dave <laughs> mustaine sounds terrible the i love dave mustaine but yeah. he just you know he was actually on um uh, Jaster's podcast, the guy from Hatebreed, who I, I want to recommend anyone that hasn't listened to our podcast, I've just started listening to it myself it's, it's excellent, um, it's kind of like a Joe Rogan for metal, but he kind of breaks the cardinal podcast rule where he doesn't have his entire back catalogue available on the app, I guess for bandwidth reasons, which kind of pissed me off, but uh, Jamie, if you're listening, I have sent him an email, I'd love to get him on the show, but yeah, Dave Mustaine was on the his episode, and you know it's always, always interesting, that they spoke about Metallica as well so that's really good, but yeah, I mean in devil stance again another problem with me and a problem uh, well there's a lot of problems with me but a problem with reload is um songs are too long there is no reason this song should be five minutes 20 it should be a you know a three minutes in and out kind of thing there's no second movement you kind of learn all there is in the song within two minutes and then they stretch it out you know to the five
1: yeah i was thinking that too it's not as bad as the um i feel it's it's kind of um there's two ways that they make songs too long. One of them is in sort of the load and reload type, where they just c- keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. And the second way they did it was in Death Magnetic, where they just kept randomly putting yeah. different bits in mm-hmm. all over the place that didn't, they don't need to be there. And, yeah, this one suffers from kind of repetition, I think. It does. They could have easily cut it down, and it'd be, well, probably better, because it's not the same thing over and over again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think... I think uh, you know music like this genres like this definitely they're they're pretty much always the better for being shorter like you know there's not okay there are some songs in this band's catalog etc that you know do deserve the longer treatment but it's just the components for me are you know quite flavorless the whole one day you will see it's just the melody i feel like i'm being led down a path i know where i'm going and you know he i mean i kind of like the idea the sort of you know him playing the sort of lucifer imagery and sort of you know selling the soul or dalliances um you know with the inferno but it's not really i don't know it's not really put into any great depth really you know one day you will see come down with me he's you know it it could be talking about quite a lot of things here not explicitly hellfire yeah yeah but I it, guess it's temptation, isn't it, to a certain extent, rather than outwardly, yeah. you know, damnation.
1: I, I just, just I just thought of it because it's like about that. They I think jump in the fire. Is that is that about that sort of thing as I well? Guess so. I guess so. I guess so.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's A bit more kind of just you know back when <laughs> back when Satan was a common common theme yeah. in, their, in their music. But uh, you know, and obviously Snake as well. Biblical. It's, oh, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit on the nose, but yeah, and. I mean, Kirk Solo, as as we said, there's a few sort of spasmodic modes that he goes into, but for the majority of it, it's nothing to write home about for me.
1: No. Um. Also, it does kind of end quite abruptly mm. as well. I noticed, like, it just sort of ends, and you just you think, I didn't think it was actually going to end there. Yeah, it, it just sort of stops. It it does there's no kind of like trail off or like mm. last little. Thing. No, no, it's and just, you'd, just, you'd almost
0: stops. You'd almost want it to mimic the intro to a certain extent, pairing back down to the bass, or mm. you know, uh, just sort of you know minimizing out there, uh, fading out. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just another wheel spinner. This song, it's kind of you know, Metallica are capable of such incredible perfection, you know, and I just think Devil's Dance is it's a yeah. definition of filler for me, uh, Luke. It's a definition of filler. I mean, any, any any, more thoughts on this song?
1: Um, I did think the uh, version on S&M was also quite good. Yeah. But I think they could probably play, probably play almost, not anything, almost anything on S&M and it sounded good because the orchestra was really good. Mm, mm, and yeah. It just made everything sound epic. Yeah, it was
0: interesting that they picked this song because S&M, for the most part, is sort of the greatest hits. But obviously yeah. I think this would have been their most recent album then and maybe Garage was out at that time, I'm not quite sure. I think I think uh, it was
1: ninety
0: nine. Ninety nine, yeah. I think S so. and M was. Yeah, S and yeah, M was ninety nine, so Garage Inc. was ninety eight, was it? I'm sure everyone's uh, um, sure. screaming here, yeah. Yeah, it was ninety eight, so it was before. Um but but yeah, I agree. I I think the version's quite good actually. Um but it's just a sort of interesting choice. I mean, they go for um Memory Remains mm-hmm. and Fuel, obviously. Yeah, and
1: they go for they play um Bleeding Me and Outwell Torn from Load as well. Mm-hmm. Those two versions are amazing, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, they uh, they, it does justice uh to the track. Um, n- you know, no pun intended. Remember Justice for All? We're a long way from there on Devil's Dance, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's um. Let us know. You know, comment below. What do you think about Devil's Dance? Do you enjoy it? Do you hate it? Do you do you hate me for for disliking it so much? <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, get in contact with us as well. Um it's been played a few times we played 44 times um live it was first played in 1995 um so a little bit before reload
1: before it
0: came out yeah yeah quite a wonderful There's actually a really cool video of them playing it in the astoria in london and James is proper rocking That techno-viking kind of look That he had going on And the bass is mixed Not the bass is mixed bad But the kind of it's kind of 1995 camcorder So the bass hits you right in the throat And on a song like this It makes it even worse It's quite cool actually It's quite a good addition I think it sounds better live Than it does on record
1: Yeah If if, if I went to see them And they played it live I'd, I'd probably, it'd probably Enjoy it I'd be like Oh Devil's Dance Yeah Wasn't expecting that
0: no, no, definitely not. Um, yes, it was first played August seventeenth, ninety-five, uh, San Rafael, uh, California. Last played in two thousand and eight in Germany, okay. uh, June seventh. So almost, uh,
1: almost, what was that? Nine years. Oh ago? my god! Yeah, nine years That's
0: ago. That's a long time ago. But I mean, not you know, it's not like it stayed in the load reload era. Like they sort of hmm. you know they brought it back to a certain extent. So that was quite cool. But um, yeah, they, I'm. I'm <laughs> That's devil's dance. um you know, i've I've got nothing more to say on the track. Have you? You got anything for yourself,
1: Luke? Um, kind of got a bit of like vibes from Dream No More when I was listening to it. Mm. I don't know why it's quite groovy. I thought, yeah, that's quite like that's quite it's quite like heavy and groovy.
0: Oh, i don't I don't find like it too. Show. I know a lot of people say it's groovy. i don't I don't I don't know Devil's dance. It's not got too much of a pulse for me. To be groovy, I, I think it, it, it's almost ploddy. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just kind either of... Either one. Yeah, <laughs> they're both right. One or the other. They're both right, yeah, exactly. But um, as I said before... You know, please let us know in the comments. We we sort of did our questions before, didn't we, Luke? I tend to yeah. close normally. Um, some guy got in contact with me actually on the email and he, he was talking about the questions. He was like, Oh, the, the, the question about what would you do a podcast if you know if you were doing one, that's a good question. But the po- the question about asking people the favourite member, you shouldn't ask that anymore. And I was he didn't really explain why. I guess okay. he was suggesting that everyone just says James or Cliff. Like yeah. I haven't had one Kirk yet, I haven't had one Rob um so yeah maybe i think i might have had one contrarian saying rob but um but yeah so this has been this has been devil's dance um alpha Batalica. obviously check out mine and luke's discussion um on who wants to be millionaire lars's appearance as well that was uh that was a really fun episode luke is there any i know we said this before Gwen, but yeah. i've got a terrible memory um is there any projects you'd like to promo or um
1: no i don't think so no just we we, we can do the uh what, pod, what podcast would you do? Did we not ask if that before? You, if you, no, we did okay. that before. Okay. okay. So, yeah, uh, if you want, what would you do? Um, I could do. I could easily do Guns and Roses. Mm, there needs to be um, a Guns N' Roses podcast. Yeah. There needs to be one. And um, I could probably do Queens of the Stone Age as well. That's saw so I think it was. Is, yeah. I saw them two weeks ago in London. They're amazing. Oh really? That's um, cool. Yeah. Oh awesome. Yeah. I well, mean. Well, I, I, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love Queens. I'm not, honestly not really, yeah. don't really know much of their newer material, but Rated R, mm. Songs for the Deaf, uh, yeah. l- Lullabies.
1: Erevogoris, oh, yeah. Oh my God. I, I thought you could just do, you could do like a Josh Hong playlist. Uh, that would be so good. so much stuff. And Caius. pretty much all of it, pretty much all of it's good. Mm-hmm, hmm Like, he's got that magic touch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's an incredible guitar player as well. Yeah. Like, absolutely wonderful yeah. player. But, like, Yeah, guns as well. Like I've said this to my friend recently. It is the Wild West for podcasting out there. If you guys, anyone listening, like, there are so many bands that like. There's there's not a Nirvana podcast out there. You know what I mean? I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan, but a Nirvana podcast would be
1: huge. Like, do you You, you think there would be one? Because like, they're quite.
0: They're massive. Influential as well. And like uh, you know, my generation specifically, you know, or the, even generation before mine, like there's a brilliant Pearl Jam podcast out at the moment. Single podcast theory, shout out both of the Brads. Love that podcast. And it's like, you know, it, there's so many bands, like like uh, big bands, you know, like Nirvana or mm-hmm. I know I know there's loads of Kiss podcasts. I know they're really popular, mm-hmm. and obviously Metallica is getting quite a few now as well. Um, but yeah, Queens of Stone Age one. That would be good, but a I, I, Guns N' Roses one. I kind of hope someone doesn't do it because I kind of want to do it after this. But okay. I'm sure someone will. I'm sure someone listening to this, yeah. someone who loves Devil's Dance, is going to do it despite me. Or he's going to start <laughs> their own one. So uh... could be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, actually, it's funny you mentioned because I remember. Out of interest, I was just thinking to myself, like Guns N' Roses podcast, what would it look like in terms of ordering? Um, and obviously, number one was 14 Years." That would have been the first episode, which is a okay. fucking great song. I That's love a good that. song. Oh yeah. man, love that song. Is he on Is Izzy straddling, man? Izzy the glue? Like you know, yeah. Um... Is
1: he's the most underrated member of any rock guy. band? He's the
0: guy. I'm not being funny, but like, I like Slash. I think Slash is a wonderful lead guitar player in. Elements. I think in Guns, he was in his best. But I've listened to his solo records, and they're kind of pants. Like they're just sort of riffs with guests on them. Like I think Easy was a true songwriter that could really do things. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, yeah.
1: Well, the only album they made, like count, well, counting the like lineup of Guns and Moses that you would know as Guns N' Moses. The only thing they made after Easy quit was the cover album, which was terrible.
0: Yeah. Didn't. So like that, that yeah. kind
1: of kind of shows how like crucial he was in terms yeah, of...
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember... Um... Songwriting. Quite quite a few years ago, I was in HMV, I was from about 14, 15, and I bought an Izzy Stradlin CD. This is back in the day when you just buy a CD just because, you know, whatever, I didn't know what it was. It was called River. If anyone out there loves Guns N' Roses and loves Izzy Stradlin, listen to this album called River. It is fucking fantastic. It's kind of like rootsy rock, but with a lot of lead guitar playing. Izzy sings it all. There's a few reggae tracks towards the end. It's a great record. It's a really good record. And, um... Maybe I can come on your Guns and Roses podcast, Luke, and we can discuss Izzy further because yeah, Izzy, Izzy's the like he's ghost as well. Like this whole reunion tour, I don't think he's got involved at all. Like no, you
1: know. I, I, I went to I saw them in London on the reunion tour. Mm. It was a good show, but it was lacking in kind of izziness Yeah, and yeah. it was kind of like it was like it was it was amazing show. Don't get me wrong, but it was like this isn't this isn't yeah. Like, Properly Guns N' Roses. No. This is like, especially the concert. was like, there was loads of them as well. There were, there was at least there was two keyboard players for a start. Yeah, and we, there was like the other guitarist. Oh, who, was he Richard Fortas Is that Richard Fortus, who's yeah. actually a good guitarist? Oh yeah, he's but, um, sick guitar player. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the drum, I didn't know, and I was like, it's it's it, it was still Axel Rose who was was still it, can, was who can still sing.
0: Was it Matt Sorum? Matt, it wasn't
1: Matt Sorum. It wasn't Matt Sorum. It, it was, Sorum. was it was someone else. Okay, okay. Who I just didn't recognise at all Yeah the,
0: the, I t- Why the fuck didn't they get Stephen Adler back Like that just doesn't make sense yeah. Because he wants to do it Like I've heard him on podcasts And I think he did a few songs with them here and there but-
1: he, he did a few songs in America yeah. Um, yeah On a few of their shows But yeah I don't know why
0: Okay well Sorry, Metallica fans that hate Guns N' Roses. Uh, but we took a little <laughs> <laughs> took a little diversion there. I'm actually going to do an episode soon. I know I've been teasing it for ages about the Metallica Guns N' Roses tour and sort of explore the history, go through the set lists, all the stories that went down and all that sort of stuff because that was like, yeah, that I can't believe that happened and you know it actually went down as well. Like it wasn't just a big disaster. Obviously there were sort of riots, etc. That went down there, mm-hmm. but um. Um, Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe again. Uh, Get in touch with us at MetallicaPod at gmail.com, at MetallicaPod. Um, Yeah, Patreon as well, reviews, tell your friends, all that good stuff. But Luke, as always, man, thank you, bro.
1: Yeah, thank you.